we go. Here 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 we go. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to another edition of PZ85 Plays. I am your Game Master Double H, and as you well know by now, war never changes. Our Modifius Fallout game with a bang or a whimper continues here tonight. As always, let's begin by introducing our cast, beginning with the co-owner and creator of Podzilla 1985, our resident Brotherhood of Steel initiate Shannon Young plays Cassidy McGoldrick. We are gone. Okay. Uh, also, <laughs> Luna Roxy, our vault dweller, is played by Lindsay Wolfgong. I have no idea what's going on. The man known only as Parvo is played by Ryan Casper, a.k.a. the Kazman. Ka-chow, ka-chow. Greg the Ghoul comes to you by way of Asa Gray. Here we go. And everyone's favorite, Mr. Gutsy Chef, is played by Stephen Bright. Where's Potted Plant, Hunter? Oh. That, was, that was as serious as I ever got through that. I don't know how I managed. <laughs> I kept going like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screw it up. I'm going to screw it up. Um, if, if this is your first uh, dip into the, the Fallout 4 ray with us, you're going to want to double back a few episodes now. Is this, is this episode 5? Are we at 4 or 5? This, this is, is 5, right? 4. This is episode 4. 1, 2, 3... Episode five. This is no, episode, yeah, this five. Be episode five. I started to say because we've added I came new in, people. Yeah, because I yeah. came in at three, and then yeah, okay. So this is episode five. For the record, this is a one shot. Um, but as we usually do, these get stretched into multiple episodes. We've never done a single episode anything, I don't think. Um, and that's just kind of the way it works when you do this kind of thing as a podcast. But let's uh, let's give you a brief recap in the time. Um, that our, our uh, friends here have spent in the Fallout world. They have uh, come together as a group, served as the town militia, investigated a killing, come to find that they've been attacked by the townspeople who weren't actually the townspeople because they've been replaced by uh, what Cassidy correctly identified as synths from the Institute. And when we ended last week's episode, at least a couple of them were making their way to the trade post to see if any additional information could be gleaned about what is happening uh, before making any final decisions. Did I get all that right? Did I forget anything? No, no, you you got it, buddy. All right, well, then let's jump right into it. Uh, it was Luna and Greg, for the record, who were heading to the, the town trading post uh, in the wake of that massive battle in the town square. People are still quite scared. Um, the rest of the group had headed back to the clinic to speak to the doctor about what he might know. Uh, Luna, Greg, as you guys head toward the trade post, it is... Uh, kind of a medium-sized building. It's pretty desolate, kind of close to the edge of town. Um, and it's pretty much just like a makeshift marketplace for scavengers and traders from other places to do business. So you've got your main marketplace near the town square for the locals, and then these guys come in from all over the place. Um, a recent streak of cold and then, of course, storms, too, means that business has not been great. Uh, as you guys head up to the building, you can see from a distance, since part of it is kind of open, that there appear to only be two people there. The quartermaster uh, and a leather-clad, kind of brutish-looking, uh, some sort of scavenger, probably, uh, identifiable by their, their common baseball gear as somebody who is probably from Diamond City. Uh, Shannon, you want to hit them with that Diamond City knowledge? What's Diamond City? Uh, Diamond City is a city built in, I believe, oh God, which baseball park is it? Fenway. Fenway Park, yeah. Yep. So they basically <clears throat> took Fenway Park and turned it into a little uh, civilization, and it's one of the, it's the biggest civilization in Fallout 4, if I remember correctly. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's one where a more a major portion of the the story takes place, um, and where it will take place a year from what's happening with you guys right now. Um, with that information in mind, I actually would like for you guys to tell me who the uh, quartermaster is. I've asked you in the past to create NPCs for these towns, and and so I would like for the group to tell me collectively who is the quartermaster. What do we know well, about them? Well, the quartermaster is Greg's best friend. <clears throat> oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, that he, sounds right. Yeah, here we you go. Know, Greg is pretty familiar with the with the trading post because, as he has wanted to do for ever, essentially, he just kind of bounces around, and, and he, the, this is the kind of place that he comes to find little odd jobs and, and things to do to to get to know the the townsfolk and, and get settled into the area. And he would have done this a, a while back. Sure, absolutely. What else do we know about this person? Male, female, presenting name. Female. Appearance. You know what? Progressive. Okay. She's female. Um, okay. What's her name? Luna Roxy. No, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no it's too name. obvious. <laughs> her Roxy name is Luna. Betsy Martin. Okay. Betsy uh, human, Martin. Human ghoul, super mutant. Look, I'm not thinking. <laughs> oh, A uh, human. Yeah, it can't human. be no super mutant. Okay. Yeah. Uh, about how old is Betsy? Superhuman. <laughs> Uh, she's like 53. Okay, so she's she's like middle age, moving yeah. on. Up there. I didn't get to go so well in the Fallout world. You don't have gotcha. that long of life. <laughs> hey, that means that she's been kicking around a long time. It would make sense that this person might be quartermaster, given that they're the kind of person who understands rationing and survival and those sorts of things. Um, so as the two of you are making your way closer toward uh, the, the trade post, you can hear and now sort of see that Betsy and whoever the scavenger are engaged in some sort of an argument and it's getting heated <clears throat> as the two of you get close enough to start to hear words. The words actually stop because the scavenger pulls a 10 millimeter pistol and aims it at Betsy. Now this person does not pull the trigger, but she steps back hands up. Um, what would you like to do? See, who's this? <laughs> well, that draws everyone, everyone, and by everyone I mean the remaining two of them, uh, attention toward you, Greg. Um, Betsy says somebody needs to tell this guy I don't know who he is, and the scavenger says the hell she doesn't. She owes me money. What does she owe you money for? <laughs> Okay, so at this point, I'll kind of uh, delineate. You got some possible approaches here. Um, it's kind of a kind of a skill testing the way that it would be handled in a in a Fallout game. If you guys are wanting to sort of keep the peace, negotiate, talk with them, see what's going on, I will need a specific kind of test for that, and I'll tell you what that is in a minute. If you would like to instead maybe threaten the scavenger, force them to back down, that's also an option. Uh, or you can attempt to disarm the scavenger before this goes any further which of those approaches appeals the most to the two of you when i would you say, probably attempt to disarm personally when you say disarm do you mean like physically like remove their weapon or just like yes yeah it arm. would be a physical disarmament <laughs> okay well, I'll take their their arm off. That's, like that's what i would lean towards you also to can do them. two different approaches if you want uh greg would try to keep the peace okay so greg i need you to he would try to talk he would try to talk it out <laughs> I need you to make a test. Um, so your target number is going to be a combination of your charisma score and either your barter or speech, whichever is higher. Okay. Uh, neither of those are going to be. <laughs> That's why I didn't go that way. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so, oh no, I'm. We'll get it. We might. That's post show. 
Um, <laughs> so I have nothing in either barter or speech, and my charisma is a four. Excuse me. Okay, so your target number is a four. Um, while you're doing that, Luna, if you're going to attempt to disarm the scavenger, you're going to make an agility plus athletics test. So add your agility and athletics, and that's your target number. It's, it's a, a ten. D- <clears throat> okay. And it's a d20? So yeah, uh, two d20s. You both roll two d20s. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. I got a one. Oh, wow. Look at, <laughs> look at that. Uh, I did not do good. <laughs> I had a 13 and a 15. You did not. That is correct. Um, <clears throat> so basically what's going to happen here. Uh, well, first of all, does anyone want to use any action points to add a d20 there? I will do one to roll one more. Okay. This is only these two, right? We're... Yes. Yeah, we're not yep. there. Okay. Yeah, what happened with you guys at the end of the last adventure with the doctor? That is I got what, a two that's this all time. taking place. Awesome. That is all taking place at the same time as this. Ah, okay. Cool, cool. Yep. Sorry. Yep. That is that is all simultaneous. Okay. Um Greg, what do you what do you want to say to attempt to keep the peace? Like what what kind of things? I'm not it, it doesn't affect your performance in general. You've already well, succeeded. I just want to know I don't know this fella here, but I've known Betsy a long time. She is my best friend, and if 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 she says she doesn't know you, I and you say she owes you money, I'm I'm gonna hear something from you, buddy. I'm Greg, Greg okay. the Ghoul, by the way. Okay, um, your your sort of verbal disarmament is enough to at least throw this guy off his game. <clears throat> For the record, he's wearing some kind of like cloth wrapping mask, so it's difficult to see like who this person is. But it's enough for him to go. Oh, he kind of tilts his head. Like, if I had seen, if I had known he was wearing a mask, <clears throat> then I absolutely would have said, "Fella, she doesn't know who you are because she can't see that beautiful face of yours." <laughs> <laughs> he he tilts his head to the side, kind of like a dog that's like quizzical about what you're doing, and goes, "What the." F- are you talking about? And before he finishes that sentence, Luna, how would you go about disarming him? I mean, he's, he's just pissed out at Betsy the whole time. Dude, if he's, he's distracted, his, he's I'm probably just going to go up, grab his wrist and twist <clears throat> it to take the gun out. Yeah, perfect. So you kind of like chop block his wrist. The the pistol goes into your hand and you're able to kind of like twist his arm around. I love it. Phenomenal. All right. Well, the guy is is effectively like not really trying to fight back, but he's clearly upset by the fact that this has happened. But at this point, Betsy has also retrieved her own weapon and aimed it toward him um, in a way of not diffusing, obviously, the situation, but at least <clears throat> settling the odds a little bit, given that she's part of the uh, part of the, the town proper. Um, what do you guys want to do next? How do you want to approach this? If I see that Betsy, B- Betsy, you put that away. We don't need. We, there's no need for this. We're going. We can. We can figure this out. Easy peasy. Okay, um, one of the two of you needs to make a test of either charisma or strength, whichever is better, plus your speech score. Um, I would have a six. What do you got, Asa? <laughs> a six uh, is your best option. Yeah. Okay. I I would have an eight. I say you do it. <laughs> okay. Technically, you both can if you want. Is it, is it 2d20 again? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is everything pretty much 2d20 like for challenges yep. like that? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, I forgot you guys are back to... I got a three. All right. Awesome. So that's one success, Luna. You want to do yours too? I was going to yeah. take only an action point, but then I remembered that uh, Greg generated one because he 
rolled a crit. Oh, yeah. So I can, yeah. <clears throat> that I wasn't paying attention to. Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. You want to use one? Yeah, since I seem to have better luck when I use the action points than when I don't. All right. I'll put you back at three. Nope. All right. Um, so your disarming of the scavenger means that he's not interested in talking to you. And so he clams up pretty quickly. Um, Greg, on the other hand, Betsy does lower her weapon, but she wants to keep this guy at arm's length and make sure he doesn't try anything. Um, she tells you that she has never seen this guy before again. Uh, she says he came in claiming that she owed him some caps when she stood up for herself. He got irate and drew his weapons. Pretty much what you heard up to this point. Um, she also makes a point to mention that people keep telling her that they, this, this kind of thing keeps happening. People keep telling her that they've come in and traded stuff and it's people she's never seen before in her life. She kind of offhandedly mentions that, you know, this is not the first time. This is just the first one to go south. Would I, since since I've been in the settlement for, like, not super long, but long enough, would I recognize this dude or any of the people that he's with? So so he's alone. This scavenger is alone. The one that, that threatened her. Oh. Uh, yeah, and he, and he doesn't, even if you, like, Wait, you can is pull he the away the wrappings in, or anything like that. Is but, he the one that's in the baseball gear? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Is, yep. what, wait, is Betsy in the baseball gear, too? No. No. Did you say there was two he's, people in baseball gear? That's he's the quartermaster, nope. just, and then the scavenger's the, scavenger. the one in the baseball oh, okay. gear. Okay, sorry. Mm -hmm. So he's an out of towner. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's from out of town. He's you. You guys would know in character that he's probably from Diamond City, right? Based on his appearance. Okay. And when I say baseball gear, I'm talking about like broken batting helmet. Like probably doesn't have the ear flap on one side. Mm -hmm. um, he might even have like some modified cleats or something like that. Uh, may have part of a jersey where you'd see like the number on the back or the front, something like that. Jersey, I guess, shirt, uniform, whatever you want to call it. I would, so I, I would ask Betsy, given what we have heard from Cassidy. Now, Betsy, are, are, are you feeling yourself? How, how, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, I need you to make another test. It's going to be your intelligence plus any medicine score you might have. Uh, uh, yep, that's another four. <laughs> you could also. Greg's real friendly, but he's real dumb. If you want. <laughs> I was going to so say, far, if, I can, if I can help, I'll do this one too, because uh, I at least I, have I, a I rolled little low, but not low, low enough. Yep. Let uh, me, Looney, you can try it if you want. Let me try. At least have a nine to work okay. with. Okay. Please be better. Of course not. Oh my gosh, the dice hate me today. You guys still have three action points if you want to spend any of them. I would say okay. do one. Yep, I'll do another one. Okay. I spend all our points. Mm, damn it. I'm I 11 can't again. No. Nope. I'm sending you a joke. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the two of you weren't really involved in the conversations with the, the doctor at the clinic enough to really know exactly what this might mean. So it's kind of like you've got both pieces of the puzzle. You just cannot figure out how to put them together. Mm -hmm. um, but at the very least, the situation is, is diffused. Um, Betsy's very confused, but if this guy is willing to walk away, she's willing to let him go. Um, he, for the record, hasn't said anything since he's been disarmed. He, he clammed up immediately. 
I don't necessarily I want to persuade him, but I'm going to mention to him, we've got some issues going on, and she may be a victim. Can we just let this go for now? Uh, yeah, he gives you kind of a curt nod and says, yeah, I guess, but I will be back for my money. Okay. How, how much does she owe you? 50 caps. 50 caps. Okay. That's all I was. record. Okay. That's all I was. That's what, that's what I was. I ain't got that. I can't I got help. Sorry. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys are, if you guys are willing to, to let it go with that, then pretty much the whole thing is, is resolved. Um, the guy will pack up his stuff and leave. <clears throat> she, Betsy goes back to, to her work and says, if there's anything she can do to help you to let her know, but she's pretty clearly shaken up and kind of distraught about what happened. I mean, she's a tough old bird, but still having a gun pointed at your face is, is not an easy thing to get by with. Now, Betsy, I know it has been a difficult day for all of us, hasn't it? But it would do me just such a big help if you would let me and my best friend here use the, the <laughs> crafting table. If, is I'm not thinking that's the right flavor of the word that I'm using right oh, now. This is an odd <laughs> sentence for me to be saying to you, Betsy, I know. Workbench. But if I could use, if we could use that workbench to try to see what got into old Tommy. Yeah, I mean, she she steps aside and says, "Yeah, you know, <clears throat> whatever whatever you need, it's it's fine. It's there for the using. Um, talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back." And then no one spoke. I wonder if Greg should ask Betsy if she recognizes him. <laughs> I'm gonna assume she does because she didn't be like, "I don't know who, who you are." You? How do you? Yeah, how do you know my name? <laughs> so Asa, I don't I don't know if you've ever said this. Uh, but how old is Greg? Like, in the fall, did, did you ever write that out? Like, is he one yes. of them old ghouls? Or Gre Greg is from the before war. Is okay. from before war times. Gotcha, gotcha. I legitimately thought that Kaz He's was going to play school. a superhuman mutant, which was super a terrible human. idea for me to do because, like, you would think then that, like, if if Greg has been around for so long, that he would be incredibly knowledgeable. Of the fallout, you of the world that he lives in. Not if he's uh, self-absorbed. He's not. Oh, he is not. He might just be at in all. his little he bubble. Is, he is not self-absorbed at all. He makes friends everywhere he goes. Apparently, they're all his best he's friends. So selfless. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so basically, you guys have those synth components, and you're wanting to Greg take a look at one and kind of see what you're looking at here. Yeah, I'm hoping to <clears throat> Greg is hoping to see what's wrong with Tommy. <laughs> okay. Out of um, like out of character, it's like is there any information on these things that will tell us are they have they always been since are or are these actual people who have been replaced? Okay. Uh so the test you're going to need to make is an intelligence plus repair test. Uh intelligence plus repair or or science, whichever of the two is better. Well, it wasn't the repair that I have a problem with. It was the intelligence part because breaking bread is very stupid. Uh, but I, I do have two. nine if you want me to try. I have two. Yeah, that's still going to be better because I have not two to repair and two like, to science. Like me. A nine is better than a six, which is what I would be working with. Although we okay. do have all five. Like we have several of them. So I'm assuming we won't get to try five times but <laughs> Cassidy yeah, did I mean give I, I would say this is the kind of thing where they're, they're all 
they're all pretty much identical. If you can figure mm-hmm. one out, you can figure out the rest. There, well, I just meant like if we fail like on like the thing. first two, are we destroy gonna destroy them? <laughs> Do we get? Oh yeah, know, I guess that remains to be seen, huh? Do we get ten rolls to <laughs> try to? Uh, we shall see. Break a, which to one break you, a six. Which one do you want to start with? We're starting with Tommy. Okay. Because that's the that's the original one that Greg grabbed, and then Cassidy gave the rest yeah. of them to uh, sounds to good. Whenever we split up. Okay. So Tommy. your target number? Who's rolling? Okay. Luna's rolling. I am. Yeah. Lindsay's yeah. rolling. Target numbers. Uh, did you say a nine? Nine. Okay. These better rolls. Nope. Oh, no, <laughs> well, I broke it. Yeah, so you you put it into the into the C clamp and started turning, and you got distracted. And the next thing you know, you hear crunch. Oh. <laughs> you look back, and it's just Lindsay. That's one of the worst rolls you could have gotten. Destroyed. Tommy, no, yes. no, right? Yeah, that co- that component is full blown destroyed. Oops. Oh boy. Oops. Hey, that's Four components good. remain. I'm sorry. Right. We, we still got the other ones. Try, try this one. And I hand her one of the other ones that we, <laughs> from the Tommy. people that we fought. Which one? Uh, who? So it was the mayor. It was Tommy. How about then... the one that I was uh, talking to in the market? Okay. Yeah. 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 We never gave that guy a name. I don't Mark. think you guys actually got a name from him. Mark. Mark. His it's name Mark. is Mark. 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 It was Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. What a story. I got a seven and a nine. Okay, so technically Wait. those are both successes, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And the All nine right. was the number I had to like hit for sure. Okay. Well, for the record, you needed two successes this time. The difficulty was a two. Um, so after crunching one, you are exceptionally careful with the next one. Uh, and not only are you you capable of you know not breaking it, but also getting into it to take a, a closer look at it. Uh, what what you might know in terms of of technology like this is not first of all it's not relevant to the vault this is not anything you grew up with or not even similar to anything that you grew up with um but the longer that you you study it and the more you kind of poke and prod around inside a it's extremely advanced tech um b it functions in much the same way that the human brain does which is probably something you would have learned uh in your your vault education growing up you know uh, in there, the kind of thing that you learn in, in regular schooling there. Um, what's unique about it is that, so it's, it's, it's like a set of, of memories for lack of a better term. This seems like a, like an AI core, like it's learning or it was capable of learning before it was, you know, removed from its host. Um, and it has sequences and gaps in it. Now, what exactly that, that, memory is that's recorded on there whatever data is recorded on it is not clear but there are sections of it that are broken so it's not like a you know this thing has two gigs of storage space and you've used one gig full well maybe but it's not like filling a glass up from the bottom it's like sequences are missing from whatever is recorded on there it's corrupted data i guess you'd say for lack of a better term and and less corrupted than it, it probably more accurate accurately you would say it looks incomplete like this thing was trying to c- compile a full set of data and there are missing chunks in it. Mm. Nothing that, that is available to you at a workbench though is going to get you any farther than that. It, it becomes pretty clear after a couple of minutes of study, you're not going to be able to view that information in any reasonable way. Okay. Right. So then I think it's time. I would, but we should probably go and check on, 
check on our friends. Uh, before we do, I want to I want I want to double check and make sure that Betsy's all right. Okay, we can check on Betsy. Um, as you guys kind of double back around to the main uh, area where where she is in her counter, sort of the trading post, um, she looks at the two of you and and there's kind of this vacant look for a second. You like literally see it wash over her face, and then she says, "Well, howdy, strangers. What can I do for you?" Stranger, but Betsy, why are you always so silly? It's me, Greg. Kinda, Greg the Ghoul. She scrunches up her face and says, how do you know my name? She looks down for a minute thinking she has a name tag and then remembers that she's literally never worn a name tag in her entire life. We, we ju- Why are you goofing? You helped me get settled here. We just helped you out with the big baseball fella. <laughs> well, are you, you sure are full of stories there, Chief? She looks at Luna and says, is he all right? Um, yeah, he's fine. Greg, let's, let's go. Okay, bye, Betsy. See you guys. She's very confused. As we're walking away, yeah, she's, she's definitely having problems. We need to let Cassidy know. Cassidy has a situation, don't worry. (laughs) Cassidy spilled something on his carpet, I think. Oh, no. No, no. Cassidy looked down and okay. saw a gigantic spider crawling around and was like, "Oh, what are you?" And uh, I was like, "Oh, this is a, this is another recluse, isn't it? Because I got about ninety of them, but it was actually a big ass wolf spider, and he was running straight for the glue trap." And I was like, "No!" So I had to dive and save him. I thought you made you, he's you okay. made friends with all of them, so you can control them like the Pied Piper. I am a fan of wolf spiders because they hunt the recluses. Hell yeah! So uh, I wanted to make sure, yeah, I wanted to make sure nothing bad mm-hmm. happened to him. He took off. The problem is, I don't know where he went. He's somewhere under my feet, and he's really big. Now, here's the good news. <laughs> Wolf spiders are are harmless, but he's right. really big. Right. If you wake up with him on your chest, you're going to be very concerned. <laughs> I don't care how harmless he is. <laughs> anyway, I'm here. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to kind of step back for a minute. You guys are able to get back to the town square with no difficulty, which is where you will find the remaining three members of your team also returning from that visit to the the clinic and speaking with the doctor. Um, So the five of you meet back up at the town square where things are starting to try to get back to normal, but people are still clearly very scared. There's a lot of hushed discussion. not and and where people are like helping other people set things back up in place and repair stuff there's almost no talk um there's also a lot of wary eyes still kind of in your direction because that was a wild that's the wildest thing they've seen in a year of settlement here at at new freeland nothing like that has ever happened here and so people are still very scared and concerned about what's going on so I'll, i'll leave it to you guys to decide how that conversation goes and i will be right back i immediately start explaining to cassidy in just the most useless terms, the gizmos and the doodads—they're—they're not—they're—they're not all there. It's not the—the the, the brain. Well, first she cru- she crushed Tommy's brain, so I don't think we can help him. But the the second one, it it was missing the 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 neutrinos and the and the gadgetrons. True, they're they're not fully they they weren't intact anymore. Okay, Can we roll an intelli- do, do an intelligence um. roll on that. <laughs> I did. Um, I passed. Chef, <laughs> Chef, did you get all that? Uh, I think he said that the data is either corrupted or it's data that isn't complete yet. Yeah, that's I what think he said. That's what he's trying to relay to us. Yeah, my best friend Chef's re- repeating for me. I didn't know you two knew each other. <laughs> 
Yeah, we we met. We we fought the. Why does everybody just keep on forgetting about old Greg? Oh yeah. So Quartermaster doesn't recognize anybody. <clears throat> she's she's having similar symptoms. Wait, Cassidy, to, you would uh, definitely know who the Quartermaster is. Uh, you talking about Betsy DeVos? Yes. Betsy Bryant. <laughs> what was her name? <laughs> Betsy Watson. <clears throat> Martin. Martin. Betsy Martin. Less yacht. Martin. <laughs> Wait, so she's uh, she's showing the same characteristics <clears throat> of, that these guys did before they went all crazy. She on didn't us? recognize either of us. All right. Well, well, she did the first time. Cassie's gonna pull I, out his laser pistol and go like, "Let's go talk to the quartermaster." Time to kill it. Yep. <laughs> Let's go kill it. I'm ready. Let's do it. You know what I like to do. Actually, hold on, hold on there, Parvo. No, let's um, go do this. <laughs> Best to put them out of their misery. It's more humane this way. I'm going to show the doctor, or I'm going to show them what the doctor told us, uh, because we, you know, I wrote it all, or he gave me that that uh, clipboard, everything he wrote down in case he forgot it again. So, the, and I'll explain to them that this that something is going on. I think the two things are related. This might not be a synth we're talking about. It seems like human beings are also losing their memory, and we're not sure why. But the doctor did point me to this spot out in the wilderness. And this, there's something weird going on there. So I think if we go here, we might find the answers we're looking for. So just just uh, parse the information for the audience in case they're behind on this too. Here's here's what the doctor told um, <clears throat> the, the that group of three at the end of our previous uh, game. Joseph, that that ghoul tarberry farmer from the first episode, who they they ran into um was the first patient the doctor treated who showed symptoms of memory loss and irrational behavior over a few days the doctor has dealt with at least a dozen other similar cases several of which have led to full-on psychotic breaks originally the doctor thought that this uh, might be a viral uh in nature situation the memory loss and such due to exponentially increasing in rate over the couple of weeks but they since then determined that the cause of the problem was a side effect of a hidden device in the town in the, excuse me, in the town's cold fusion power generator. Um, the problem is accessing that device without destroying the generator is impossible. Uh, the only hope to do that would be to shut down the generator, but it's what powers the GEC, the Garden of Eden creation kit that keeps uh, the whole operation at, the, in, at New Freeland running, the sustainable electricity. Uh, the whole settlement would have to relocate if it were shut down. Um, the doctor then uncovered uh, signal activity from that device transmitting to a hidden set of coordinates in the wilderness. Uh, he does not know what the purpose of that signal is or what's at the coordinates. He has not had time to go and investigate that. And that's what he knows and the, what he wrote down such that he himself wouldn't forget it. And this would confirm. So what we found in <clears throat> Mark's circuit board brain confirms that it is affecting both synths and like biologicals. Because Joseph, the ghoul, was That not... I cannot say. Okay. But whenever they went after Joseph, he didn't, like, he didn't have, like, metal parts when he died. He was, like... Correct. He was gooey. Yes. yes. Yep. So, okay. this all could be tied together. Maybe whatever is making humans forget what they are doing is also making ghouls go crazy and and forget things there there's this this could all be related to the sense and before we start running around and killing everybody parvo maybe we should check this first and i'm sure there's going to be something there you can kill touche okay 
been in the wilderness. There's a lot of real unfriendly stuff out there. <clears throat> yeah, but Greg, <laughs> I am confident that you can make friends with them. Oh, no, I was just encouraging our, my best friend Parvo. Oh, you two know each other. That's great. Yeah, we we just met earlier. Oh, I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> yeah. It's me, Greg. Greg the Ghoul. No, it's all great. Also, uh, really quick, can you guys just cover your ears really quick, everybody? Cassie's making a motion for them to all cover their ears. Oh, and yeah. It, and as they do Luna so... Luna does it without thinking. <laughs> as they do so, he just turns around and just goes, Ah! <laughs> just screams out loud. He turns around with a smile. All right, let's go. Well, for the record, Chef and everyone in the middle of town also definitely heard that. Oh, yeah. uh, Chef has no ears to cover. <laughs> so he's he's welcome to move his, like, pincher arms up if he, <laughs> if he wants to mimic the, the motion. Just um, I do uh, not. <laughs> no, he does uh, not. Also, Chef, one of the plant might be there. Okay, Wait, can he hear you? Guess. Like beyond the screaming? Oh, yeah, he's right there. <laughs> oh, I thought he was still in town. My bad. <laughs> You're all still in town. Everyone's still in town. Nobody left. I Nobody think went anywhere. Yet. Thing's starting to affect me too. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Greg is still covering his ears. Right, Greg, Greg, I just reach over and I just kind of like, I, I just kind of. <laughs> motion for him to take him down just like come on like oh, down okay i just want yeah it's it, yeah. <laughs> it's like on terminator 2 when connor just like pushes his leg down you can put your leg down now <laughs> um one of the one of the townsfolk uh kind of steps in and is like clearly very wary uh but makes a point to step in close to, to cassidy he seems maybe the sanest of everyone at this point um <laughs> And and makes mention. Of course, he's got like a few others in tow that are kind of they look kind of nervous to come and speak. But he says, uh, "Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you guys. Um, we just want to let you know that we we've kind of couldn't help but overhearing. <laughs> looks at you again. Couldn't help but overhearing uh, what you guys are planning. And and we really appreciate it because people are freaked out right now. Like they they need some hope and they need somebody looking into these things. And clearly, we don't have that kind of leadership left here." So if you need anything from us, we can't just give stuff away. Um, our livelihood kind of depends on it, but we can probably work with you, you know, maybe offer you some discounts or, or you know, a few things we got laying around. If you're planning on heading out there to see what this thing is, we, we might be able to help. Look, uh, I need two things right now if you've got them. I need stem packs and I need power armor. <laughs> um, one of them actually says, hang on just a minute and runs off. Um a second or two later, a few seconds later, uh, they come back. They actually ran into the clinic and comes back um, with two stem packs, like fully loaded stem packs. How much? They're yours. The doctor's useless anyway. And if there's anything we're easily trading in pretty regularly these days, it's those things. All right. Well, I'm satisfied. Anybody else need anything <clears throat> before we go? That's your name, friend. Uh, his name is Dave. Thanks, Dave. I would <laughs> like to see if he could procure some chemicals to maybe whip up something for you guys to to eat before we head out. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna, I've seen your food. I am not hungry. I'm going to look at Greg and especially at Parvo and say, I don't want them eating anything. <laughs> right now, that you can serve them. Good. I, you don't. You can consume it however you want. You can inhale it or inject it. Does that matter to me? 
I've never inhaled food before. That sounds awesome. No, no. You know when you're – oh, I can't nah, – I want to jump in so bad and be like, you know when you're really hungry and people are like, man, you just, just inhaled inhale that. Like that's what he's talking about. <laughs> Chef, save it for the uh, the celebration dinner once we find potted plants and we <laughs> save this town. But my meals could give us advantages if we run into any trouble. Well, I don't like what he's saying, but I respect his right to say it, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you, what do you have on you, chef? Like what, what do you still currently possess in terms of, you know, drugs? Food. Uh, I only had that one jet hit. Um, I have flame fuel and, uh, fusion cells. Okay. So basically what I'm hearing is you don't actually possess any of them right now. No, no. Okay. Cause I was wanting to, uh, yeah, get some so that I can give the people some drugs <laughs> you know? food give the people some drugs <laughs> do you think we'll need boy. some tools when we come up to this machine i have a multi-tool yeah those uh, kinds of things are a little a, are a little straightforward get that uh, another so i'm gonna keep it real with you the how to make kim's thing is not something i have looked much into <laughs> So I don't actually know how you, like, what you have to do to make them. I'm trying to look at that now, but boy, it's a it's a dense system. <laughs> That's just, fair. It's just, just a little of this, a little of that. A little of that. Like uh, that. Okay. And this thing gets created. What, like, what do you want to make, man? Because there's so uh, much stuff. I Basically, I would think another hit of Jet, and then... Uh, was there a Psycho as well to help with, like, strength, I believe? Psycho gives a plus two damage dice to all attacks and plus three physical damage resistance. Yeah, I would think something like that to... Jet, Jet makes you faster. Jet is basically meth. So it gives... Right. If, you, if you take an extra action on your turn, it costs one less action point to do it. Why do you Matt. want us to take meth, Chef? <laughs> Seriously! Just in case we run into Psycho, any trouble. I wonder what Psycho is com that. comparable to because it like it reduces or it makes you stronger. Effectively, you can take more damage, and you can it deal more the damage. Pain. So yeah, so I wonder out, what like, that's supposed to be. I just want to point out, like Parvo, when he's talking about the jet and he's describing what it does, he just kind of looks over there, like I might, I might be interested in one or two of those. <laughs> 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 All right, so. Boost and agility uh, attached. Uh, Chef, do you have any caps? Do you have any money at all? I think we traded the, the my 10 caps for being able to switch for out one of the arms for a laser pistol, okay. I think. Um, well, so, so the problem is, as yeah. you may recall, the folks of New Freeland are constantly wary about their protectors being on drugs. This is uh, a problem they had in the past. Yeah. Uh, and so basically without anything to trade for it and with with the, the I jig have pretty well cells up and flamer fuel. Just a town square, man. I'll step um, in I can trade and, some of those. Ask how much it would cost for some of these, because I've got some caps. And I got uh, broken car parts that's equal to five common scrap. Well, so I mean they can you they they can sell you the stuff to make something. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's gonna have to make it. They don't have they don't have any of this any of these cameras yeah. laying around. Yeah, well, I would have to. Um, a single hit a jet to make is gonna cost you at least fifty caps. Oof. And same for uh, a hit a psycho. Okay. Yeah. Damn. That's See, how many caps do I have again? Just out of curiosity. Oh, four. <laughs> oh, you tell me. I, I don't know. I don't know these things. Well, I'm trying to remember where exactly you go to even see that. Because I spent some on drinks and then I passed out. <laughs> oh, I don't. If, if you, I don't have any. You caps may not have started down, with any. So yeah, I don't think I have. Never mind. Yeah. You're on your show. Uh, you're on your damn. own, Tin Head. All right. <laughs> okay, anything else? Do when we get back. So the plan basically is to to suit up and then head out. Is that yeah. what I understood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. For the record, With it is currently about suit. two two. Yeah, I don't have that. I ain't got that. Like midday it's, or it's about two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Um, based on the the coordinates and a little fact finding, you figure it's going to take about six hours to get where you're going. So if you head there now, it's going to put you there in the evening. Like as it's starting to get dark, I would probably say. So do we want to sleep there, and then go tomorrow first thing in the morning? Yeah, I would say that would probably be best. I mean, that way but, I can get some of my health back. <laughs> do they have? Uh, do we have like camping potential that we could go out there and, and set up a camp in the in the woods? I got Molotov cocktails. We can clear out a spot. You too. <laughs> this is uh, fire fun. I, yes. I don't know that you guys are equipped with like specific camping gear, but like, yeah, I mean that's the kind of thing that they could probably hook you up with. At least some sleeping bags you can throw on the ground, and uh, that'll keep you, you from from getting cold and dirty. Yeah, yeah well, let's do that. Let's get some camping gear and then head out, and we'll just make camp out there. What could be so bad out in the wilderness? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sounds I, good. When he says that, like. Being my background, like nomadic, kind of out there and stuff, I just kind of look at him and I just kind of raise my eyebrows and just walk on by. Like, oh, all same, right. oh, same. <laughs> and I noticed this. Don't you worry. I've I've spent my fair share of time out there as a nomad too. We'll talk later. <laughs> I, I know what's out there. Believe me. Okay, so if everyone is heading out and you're heading in the direction of these coordinates, I need everybody to make me. Uh, you're going to do a trait test. It's going to be your survival skill plus your endurance or perception, whichever is better. That'll be your target number. Cool. Oh, I have survival skill. I didn't even realize it. Mine is a 10. Mine is also a 10. Perception plus survival should be a 9. Yep. Jesus. Perception or endurance, whichever's better. So, uh, do you guys you guys have survival Shit. as well? Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh-huh. From the bottom, Damn just it. one. Damn it! Damn it! Idiot! That's the rank, right? Well, yeah. I got one success and oh, one <laughs> no. critical fail. Oh, no, the robot I... failed oh. to survive. Oh, I got a critical fail and a failure. Mm. So, what's up with those action I gotta points? Got to be below my number, yeah. I got the two. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I got, got so a an, success. An action, an action point just lets you add a d20. It does not let you re-roll. And we um, got two left. And you have well, and you yeah, and you also have two critical failures here. Now, if you 
are wanting to re-roll a d20 just for any reason, you can spend a luck point for that. Everybody should have a number of luck points equal to whatever your luck skill or score is I, uh, based on how many, ever many you spent. Because I think you spent one already, Cassidy, right? I did, and I'm going to spend another one, so that's going to take me down to two. Okay. And I'm letting you guys take care of that. I'm not keeping track of those. I trust you to, to tell me the truth on those. So... so so I have six luck points because my luck is a six and I yes. didn't use any last time. Yes. Do we get these back ever? Uh, this is a short game, wanna, so we might not even need them. generates them? Yeah, you're not wrong. I'll go ahead and re-roll. So yeah, do I don't see yeah, anything that generates them. I'm sure there is something. But we, I, I forget. Do we re-roll both or just the one? It's it's 1d20. You just add a 1D20. Die, yeah. Yep, right. You can use a luck point to re-roll 1d20. I'm re-rolling my 20 then. Let's see what I get yeah, this time. I would assume. Well, rolling yes. that. I, I still failed, but it's not a critical re-roll. fail. Okay. Hey, I survived. All right. I survived twice. Uh, So that turns my 20 into two successes. All right. So I fa- I'm the only failure in life. Told you. Be that's careful not, out there. That's not it. Um, oh, it is. Okay, so at this at this point, we have no critical failures, right? Right. Correct. How many single successes? Mm, one under your target me. number and one over. Uh, me. I'm a single success. I'm okay. a single success. Okay. And then two double successes, right? The other two of you? Yes. Okay. So ultimately, what I'm looking at is one, two, three, four, five six successes which is enough more than your team that uh effectively a little luck goes a long way for you guys here uh as you head out into into the wilderness away from town for some of you it's been a while since you left town and you've never been this particular direction before whichever way you arrived from town this was not it so most of you don't really know what you're getting into but again a little luck uh it comes into play you're able to light your way as it starts to get darker and sooner or later Again, after about six hours or so, uh, you guys arrive far enough away that no one is aware of your presence yet at what you can see through uh, some brush and, and, and the distance in the clearing uh, is a small but pretty heavily fortified. Uh, you could describe it really only as a compound. What we're talking about this thing is in the middle of nowhere. Uh, there's tall, pale grass that is swaying around in the breeze. It's quite chilly outside. Beyond that grass, again, is a steel building. No windows. Uh, a single wide metal door and uh, appearing to be on guard outside that door, several armed raiders. They don't look too dissimilar from the Diamond City guys that you saw earlier, although they are not uh, armed or dressed in baseball gear. Um, They're chatting with each other, keeping warm by standing next to a few barrels with blazing fires like trash fires. Um, They do not appear to have noticed you, but it is now well into the darkness. It took you a little longer to get there than maybe you thought, so it's probably, you would estimate, around 10 o'clock at night at this point. Okay, guys, I got an idea. I'm going to go up. I'll introduce myself. I'll ask him if they know anything about what's going on over in New Freedomburg, and and we'll get it settled away. Hunter, you said these are raiders? They appear to be, yes. Hmm. Cassidy uh, dressed in a lot of leather gear. That. There's probably some grease paint makeup. Um, it's not clear what kind of weapons they're wielding from a distance. They don't have them just out at the ready. Cassidy, uh, his eye twitches because he knows what they are. Um, he looks at Greg and just put, he pulls his gun out and says, I don't think that's a good idea. How many of them are there? Uh, there are. See, there are five of you. There are three of them that you can see. 
Yeah, I, same as, as Cassidy. I just kind of pull, pull my machete out, and I'm just like, all right. Greg, have you uh, have you talked to Raiders before? Yeah, they, they're usually not friendly, but they might be. No, Raiders are killers and rapists. They're monsters, <laughs> and they should be put down like monsters. Okay, and then I pull out a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> That's more like it. I'll so, take my pistol out as well. So for those, of, and I know uh, Asa and, and Kaz, you weren't here when we did like the intros and stuff. So one of Cassidy's legitimate backstories is that his whole family was murdered by by raiders and his sister was dragged away into the night while he just stood there and watched and he was too scared to do anything about it. So he uh, he, over the years, has kind of been, no one knows this, so I'm just telling you this out of character. But Cassidy is somewhat of a serial killer. He murders raiders of, I can appreciate this. in the worst ways, oh. but he hides it from everybody under the guise of like being righteous. But he hates raiders. So, so this is a good opportunity for him and Parvo to <clears throat> lock in and do some good things. So actually, uh, uh, you know, Greg, maybe that's not such a bad idea. Why don't you go up there and say hi to him? Um. But- I have, I have like a Molotov cocktail. Keep that. Is it already lit? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, then fuck it. It just guns out. I mean, I got time. But <laughs> no, I got yeah, a little bit of time. So, so Molotovs work very um, very conveniently in Fallout, in the game, and here, too. It's like any first-person shooter where you have a, a, a Molotov. It only works when you use it. So <laughs> it's understood to be it's not going to light anything on fire until you actively throw it like in combat. If I can be honest with you, I imagined I imagined Greg just opening up his like work coat, like or not work coat, but like the the pulling a fully lit just pulling a lit Molotov cocktail out of it. (laughs) He keeps it in uh, what is it called? Hammer space. He has like cocktail space. He's got it hidden in his jacket. So if if I so so quickly is anyone approaching stealthily? Are you guys trying to hide your approach in any way whatsoever? Okay, that's That's already dark out. That's a shame. If it, yeah, if it's it is, out, it is dark I, out. Yes. Yeah, if it's dark out, I if she's gonna be, fl- I want to flank the opposite direction, but to kind of lean into a more kind of like stealthily approach as well. Like, okay. I, well, you are both aware who is that Greg any, that Greg has pulled out a Molotov cocktail that he will be throwing <laughs> in that general direction. Just, Anyone who is approaching stealthily needs to make an agility plus your stealth skill test, whatever that target number is. Stealth skill? Eleven. Sneak. Woo-hoo. Sneak. Would you say that I need stealth? To... Is it sneak? It's I sneak. Don't have a, I don't have a stealth. That is sneak. That's weird. The book itself calls it stealth. Yeah, it's sneak. That's we got a three. Single Yay. success. Okay. I'm on it. Uh, Mine is double success. Because... 12 is my number to fall under. Damn. Okay, so you guys get an action point back. You're back up to three. Um, Parvo, you in particular, Luna, you, you're able to make it up close to the compound without, as best you can tell, being seen. No one seems to react to your appearance. Parvo, you too. Uh, what's unique about your approach, on the other hand, though, is uh, approaching from a different angle at the building. Once you get up close, you see that... Uh, so you kind of start taking in your surroundings, listening to to the sounds, taking in the sights, etc., and you notice that of the, the things around the building, it looks like that big metal door is the only entrance, right? Except 
there is an open air duct near the corner mm-hmm. that kind of near where you approach. And a moment later, you know something's off, and then it, it dawns on you just like in a, in a moment of clarity. There's no air cycling through there. And it's big enough that a person could fit through it pretty Man, easily. It, I, I'm, I'm down for this. Okay. He's down to clown. Are you are you just you just want to try to head in? So the the whole thing is just major compound. They're they're outside of the gate, I presume. Yes, they're outside the the door. I've already gotten past them. I'm behind them Pretty so much, to yeah. speak. And yeah. so and we're we're actively trying to get into this compound, yes, Cassidy and, and crew? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I want to go in there and see if they're <laughs> like I want to enter this thing with the intention of trying to figure out Another way to get my to get the whole crew in. Okay, okay. but he's got a lit um, Molotov. Yeah, but I'm past it's not. It's like, not lit. It's not. I, I'm getting past them. It I'm is lit only the for the purposes of appearance. And in the back of my brain, I am remembering this this thing that Greg's got, and I do <laughs> want to get out of the way, and that means going into this vent. So yes, let's do that. Okay, so it it is. Um, there is like a grate over it to remove that to get into it. You're going to need to make uh, you're going to the test you're going to need to pass is your perception plus your repair skill. That's your target number. Perception plus repair to okay. Can I? Yep, you're I trying start, to like okay. pry the gate off and enter it. Oh, so it's not strength. Well, if you do strength, it's going to be a little too loud. I ah, basically, if you're trying to continue to be stealthy, yeah, you need to you need to do it quietly. The perception part is basically knowing that you're doing this quietly enough that nobody is hearing you. Okay, I got one success. Okay, yeah, that's enough. Um, you're able to to remove whatever the connecting hinges are to that thing, and sure enough, the gate opens. You catch it and lower it quietly to the ground. Cool. You can walk yeah. right in if you want. I'll pop right into it. Am I like just? curiosity am i stand tall in this place or is this more of like a i'm hunched down kind of limited no it's 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 human size like this okay. is a pretty big building so yeah you can pretty much just walk right in all right i'm in there and i'm yep. yeah i carry on through okay then you're gone yep uh anybody who was watching him would have been able to see him do this from a distance so decide what you want to do amongst yourselves luna uh you you witness this take place in the sense that you're there but you have not actually entered uh i will be right back Hey, where'd that little guy go? Um, he pulled something off the wall and just went inside on the side there. Turn to Chef. Chef, don't you're a robot. Don't you have any kind of like night vision or rocket boosters or anything like that? <laughs> uh, in character creation, I had to trade that for being able to use my pistol. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look over your way, and if you like direct me to go where he went, I'll go there. Otherwise, I'm staying put to attack. Hmm. <laughs> Tactical wise, I think sneaking in would be a better idea. But character wise, but uh huh, there's no way that Cassie would not want to kill. These. Just attack. Yeah. Which same thing. I'm I'm down to attack if that's the route it goes. Luna is not a decision maker. <laughs> uh, Hunter, are these three um, raiders? So, just out of curiosity, two things. One, how close together are they? Like, would one Molotov cocktail hit all of them? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, they're alternating being huddled around that trash barrel and moving back to the door. Um, and the, the barrel's not really that far from there. And so this game, again, plays with kind of abstract, like, zones of where people are to fight. They are in, like, the short... Well, for you guys, they're in the long-range zone. They're at a distance, but they are within short range of each other. And am I so. absolutely positive that these are raiders? They absolutely look like raiders. I mean, I that, that's all I can tell you. They look like raiders. They are dressed like raiders. You have not heard them speak, but they are they are dressed like raiders. That's good enough for me. I'm just gonna turn to uh, turn to uh, Greg and say, "Light them up!" <clears throat> All right. <laughs> uh, so what's happening? And then, Chef, so guess- get that flamethrower ready. I so I guess I need to, well so I, I get the flamethrower already. <laughs> this is part of why I don't like the what this movement in this game. So am I close enough to throw it there, or would I need to like move yeah, out the, of cover the difficulty to get... of the test goes higher. That's what it is. You are at what I would consider to be like I said long range. So the difficulty of the test is higher than it would be normally. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. What would I need to do to, like, move... I'm assuming, like, if I moved up to Luna, would that make it, like, bring it down to... From... Yes, it would make medium? the... Yeah, it would it would make it an easier uh, throw on you. But if you want to do that quietly, you're going to have to to make a stealth check. Or a sneak which, check. Which, which one was that? Or just go in and do it. <laughs> it is agility plus sneak. Sneaky. Okay. Or just be yourself and walk up and go, "Hi guys, how you doing?" Boom. No, it's gonna be slightly different. Okay. Um, (laughs) So I light it first. Okay. Because it's just you know it's the little it's it's not much. I, so for the I record, have, I am never worried about like like when you throw it, it is considered to be lit. Yeah, um, yeah. but I got my fancy lighter, so I'm pull. I, I yeah. pull out the lighter, flick it. It's in, it's engraved. What is it engraved with, or like what does it say? Is it a symbol? What's on it? Uh, it's a name, and I forgot the name I was going to use. Okay. Shit. Uh, well, whoever it is, it's obviously your best friend. No, it's my wife. Oh. Yeah, uh, oh, I got real. but I can't. But I can't remember what the I can't remember what the name that I picked out was. Fair enough. Uh, but it's a it's a it's a it's a maybe a, maybe a Greg can't remember either. Like <laughs> no, Greg rem- Greg remembers Ace. He has to he has to look every once in a while, and he's like, oh yeah, <laughs> Ace is just dumb. Uh, uh, <laughs> it, it it's a woman's name flips it, lights it, and then starts moving. We don't see it. The audience doesn't see it anyway. There's an engraving, yeah. but your hand moves too quickly. Uh. And I needed so that's a six and a two. Oh, two is a success. So I got one success. So one I move success. up to so I move up to Luna. Yes. That yeah, a you're five. you're able to get up like close to the building basically and be kind of hidden in that area. Okay. So that brings the difficulty down, and yes. then so to throw, I have three for throwing because that's my tagged mm-hmm. skill. It's throwing plus strength. I believe I th- I think let me look at that real quick and tell you for certain but that sounds my... right but I want to make sure 
Yeah, thrown weapon is either well, okay, so it's perception oh, it was, plus explosives. Sorry, it was Judith. This is something that blows up. That just popped Judith. in my head. Okay, Judith, yeah, uh, yeah. So this is an explosive weapon. So perception plus explosives. Perception plus explosives. Mm-hmm. Dang it. Okay, that's less good. Not terrible, but less good. Okay, so I have to beat a nine. Um. Okay. Nope. That was a fail. Would you? We oh, I have actually right? You have three of them, yes. Yeah. Also, effectively, at this point, you're... Well, no, you you moved, so that would eliminate the time taken to, like, aim, quote-unquote. Right. But you do have action points, yeah. Uh, or however many luck points you have left. Now, you can only spend one per, like, round, quote-unquote. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and use one of my luck points, because I still have okay. five left, so that brings me to four. Okay. Um, and you re-roll a d20. That is a success, though. Okay, there we go. That's what I'm looking for. So, so basically, like, f- is the goal here, like, kind of from the shadows to just lean around and huck that thing? Uh, yes. Just okay. like I'm, we're so. What are we like? We're crouched by in in a bush, or what are we like crouched behind? Whatever works for you guys. However, you want to flavor it. You're up close. Okay, so we're just to- like behind a bush that's nearby. Yeah, I closer stand to the up. building that you guys are in the same zone. I stand up and just chuck it, you know, at the center of where the three are. And then yeah. a Molotov is four. It is persistent. Um, blast hold, throw. Hold on. Hold on to that. Hold okay. on to those rolls. So cinematically, what happens here is uh, Cassidy, you and um, Chef are still at a distance kind of watching this, uh, taking taking in the scene of what happens. And you see like the, the blazing of the fire. Uh, it arcs through the air, goes toward the Raiders, hits one of them. Uh, actually, Greg, roll me a d20. Roll a d20. Uh, yep. Four. Four. Uh, it hits one of them just square in the chest and explodes in this shatter of glass and flammable liquid uh, and, and indeed fire. Um, you guys see that happen from a distance. Is the plan then to like charge in pretty much? Yes. For you and Chef? Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm understanding. Yeah. So cinematically, that happens. You guys see it. We cut back and we see that that throw again from the, the Raider's eyes who turns and sees this bottle come out of the night, pretty much out of the darkness, uh, and crash into him. You hear the scream cut off there, cut back to Parvo, who is walking through these air ducts, right? Like making his yes. way into the building. So Parvo, you are unaware of any of this happening yeah. outside. Do you're, I you're sense? Completely, do I hear any like booms, nope. vibrations? Okay. You're far enough into the building like at this structure. point that you are completely unaware of any of this taking place. As is about to discover um, a very well guarded orphanage. <laughs> um, Still, as you you weave through the the air ducts, eventually you come to the opposite end uh, of one of them, and it's not really clear what's on the other side. The vent is a little too tight. Um, I'm assuming you want to remove it and make your way in. Tight okay. in like it's just it's the same size. It's not like yeah, same kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to remove. Yeah, it. just one end to the other. Yeah, I'm not gonna make you make a test for that. You're capable of doing it even quietly if you want to. Now that you kind of know how it works, um, it takes a second and you're able to remove it and step out into the inside of this building. So the inside, uh, it's pretty clearly again, it looks like a fortified compound, much like it did on the outside, but more on the inside. Very clean, very sterile. Um, and a pretty unexpected sight as you enter there. There's artificial sunlight shining down from the ceiling. 
Uh, it fills this one single large room that you've entered. Like you can anticipate, this whole place is one room as you look and around at the size and scope of this place. Yeah. Well, hang on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> at the center of the room is this really tall, sort of spiraling bit of machinery. Like it spirals upward. Um, blinking lights. It looks almost alien in origin. Like if you had any concept of an alien, that's what you would anticipate as the kind of thing they might uh, interact with regularly. Around it is. And this is the weirdest part around the machine, flowery grass and buildings that look like the central square of New Freeland. Like it is, it's eerily mini, similar, like if not mini. identical. No, it's pretty much full size. It's a big room. Every inch is perfect the longer you look at it, all the way down to like the scratches of lovers' names in the trunk of a replicated tree. Like, even something you've passed that small of a detail, you would still see that being the case. And wandering around this town square, going about their business, having conversations as though everything is normal, are a number of people that are identical to people that you saw in New Freeland. Almost like the exact same scene before everything broke out in the town square. As you're kind of taking in this site, um, from behind you, you hear a... <clears throat> like a cough and this quiet kind of nasally voice goes, I see that you've found my little miracle. <laughs> How wonderful you turn. And there's an older gentleman behind you kind of diminutive, physically weak in appearance. He looks like an older guy, um, clean, clean white lab coat. He's got uh, what resembles that pit boy that Luna's wearing, but it's, it's not like vault uh, branded, like kind of a, a wrist computer. He calls again, <clears throat> he gestures to the town square and says, I'm one of the Institute's chief scientists. Come, friend, please, please let me show you around. I believe you will find my work fascinating. And that's where we're going to cut it off for tonight. <laughs> that was probably a good move because I was... But I hit someone with a Molotov. <laughs> and indeed that will play out next week but unfortunately that is all the time we have for tonight one of those things that makes you think maybe we shouldn't have thrown a molotov so quickly but they are raiders i just got this feeling as you know kind of like what you said while ago (laughs) it kind of reminds me of that scene on um um, suicide squad in in the latest one where they go through and they end like the entire camp and realize oh these are actually the good people (laughs) <laughs> I didn't watch Suicide yeah. Squad, so the new one, the new, the new a good one. one. I haven't watched it. You, you, you must watch that on one. HBO Max. Nah. One with All right, yeah. guys. As always, thank you so much for joining us uh, again. You can go back and listen to all of the previous episodes of the Fallout Adventure with a bang or a whimper at Podzilla1985.com. There are now no more than two left. For the record, we have no more than two episodes very left. Twisty, maybe episode. one, maybe two. Yes, maybe one, maybe two. Um, the goal at this point is uh, well we will definitely be done in two uh because we'll have next week the fifth the following week the 12th and then after that uh on tuesday the 19th we begin the curse of strahd campaign dnd fifth edition cody has taken over for our next large scale campaign as the dm Uh, a lot of good stuff to see from that currently at uh, because we've been ramping up for that for for a couple of days now character sheets and, and images and all sorts of stuff uh, at the Podzilla Facebook page. And then, Shannon, tell them what else is, is going on this week. Well, on Wednesday, well. We, well, we've got <laughs> an all-new Pro Wrestling Unscripted. Of course, the Forbidden Door was opened on Sunday. 
CCW yes. had their super show on Saturday. And from what I'm reading here, it looks like Alan Angels has blacked out his profile picture and taken AEW off his Twitter. So there may be some AEW releases coming. We don't know. But we'll be talking oh. about we'll be talking about that tomorrow on Wednesday, of course. You can hear a similar show, but better on Thursday with Nerdiest Part of the Ring with Asa and Dalton. Um what? I'm just honesty. And then Thursday <laughs> on Podzilla, we're going to have an all-new After Dark. You can also go back and listen to last night's episode of um, I Want to believe. believe. We had a yeah. special edition of After Dark on Monday that was before Roe v. Wade, so we don't talk about it on there. Thursday, we'll probably talk about it. And then on Friday, it's uh, it's probably some horse shit. Horse. Horse. <laughs> With shirtless That's Bible right. salesmen. Why aren't you wearing a shirt, Hunter? <laughs> well, I mean, the Bible doesn't wear a shirt, right? <laughs> All right. And then again, next week, and then on Saturday. Tuesday. Oh, and, wait a minute. And then on Saturday, it's a special episode where Steven will be doing stand-up, and we're all excited about that. <laughs> uh, all right, that was great. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah. That's just a small taste of what you can expect from Steven's set. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, until no. next week, as always, for Shannon, for Lindsay, for Kaz, for Asa, and for Steven, I am your Game Master Double H. Uh, until then, as always, war never changes, and we'll see you Tuesday. <laughs>